Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants, a weekly podcast with myself, Lauren. And me, Graham. And we are dad and daughter reflecting on the English football results from across the weekend. And there's been a lot in the news, a lot of managers going, a lot of upsets, a lot about players. So there's lots to be discussing this weekend. And so the lineup for the podcast, I'm going to be chatting about Norwich City's first win of the season, as well as putting forward a new chant to your dad. Oh, wow. And I'm going to be uh, getting stuck in, well, we're both going to be getting stuck into the FA Cup first round well that links really well with my little warm-up chat to start off the podcast and I'm just really saying how nice it is to see I know the FA Cup was back was here last season but it's nice to just see it back and you know it's the oldest national football competition in the world I think teams seem to be taking it sometimes you know you get B teams put out but I really hope that this season is going to be another great season for the FA Cup just a quick little quiz about the FA Cup which team would you say the most successful club to have won the FA Cup dad uh, Arsenal correct they've won it 14 times and obviously Leicester won it last year so I was, I'd like to see another team like your Leicester win it this year any particular teams that you think could win the FA Cup this year uh, West Ham maybe. I was going to say that yes and I'll be chatting about their result against Liverpool a little bit later so yeah it was nice to see the FA Cup back and um, hopefully it's going to be a great competition as always well that was the one thing I wanted to talk about really actually. Yeah, oh, was that well and I think the uh, what is fantastic is seeing the lower league teams and the non-league teams going right down many many divisions to see uh, see them getting a chance and full stadiums Fans getting very excited. The Barrow match yesterday, yeah. watch that live on TV. 4 0 away to Banbury United, full house. Uh, Barrow fans going there. And, uh, you know, for football fans like me who never get the chance to go to some of these little stadiums, it's absolutely brilliant. I went to Taunton, what, about five, six years ago to watch Barrow in the FA Cup. I had a brilliant day out, to be fair. So, yeah, so lots of good day outs, lots of excitement in the FA Cup first round. So, my kickoff, as I mentioned, to introduce the podcast there's been a lot in the news about managers at the moment and yeah I'm going to kick off the fact that it was announced today that Dean Smith obviously Villa manager been there for three years uh, they've sacked him after a fifth successive defeat in the Premier League yes they're 17th in the league two points above the drop zone uh, it's not been great for Villa and obviously David, my brother-in-law, your son-in-law, he uh, he supports Villa so we, we do follow them a lot and obviously discuss them a lot on the podcast and I think from his perspective as a Villa fan, and it'll be interesting to see other Villa fans' perspectives, it feels really sad to see Dean Smith go. It's been a tough season or start to the season for Aston Villa. I think Greedish going was always going to be huge for them and it was always going to be really hard for them to, to find their feet after that. And Buendia, who kind of was their replacement in, hasn't, obviously it's a big boots to fill. And Ings is injured and it just hasn't seemed to be clicking a much weaker defence than what we're used to seeing for Aston Villa. Um, I would have loved to see them stick with him. I think he's a great manager and he seems to have done really well at the club. And I think five like defeats in a row probably is a bit harsh to be getting rid of him after what's been a really good three years in charge. Yeah, and that was exactly my rant. And I think it's not just Dean Smith, but everybody else who's getting sacked at the moment. I think the... Uh, Too many. I mean, Dean Smith, 134 games. Uh, he won 51. Sorry, 157, I think. Lost 51, 28 draws. Uh, he got them promoted, 18-19. Managed to keep them up. Not many, you know, most teams go up and go back down. Got them to 17th. Then he got them to 11th last season. Uh, like you say, he's had a bit of a 
trepid uh, or traumatic start with uh, losing Grealish. Mm. Probably wasn't his decision. That would be the uh, decision of the club, etc. So I, I think it's disgusting, personally, that they give him five matches and then uh, off he goes. So I just think it's sad. They got... Uh, Going down the divisions, Neil Warnock's been relieved of his job at, um, oh, has he? Yeah, at Middlesbrough right. for no good reason, really. What's English manager Steve Bruce oh, going? It's just ridiculous. And if I was uh, Dean Smith, well, I think he could head straight into the... Well, I think Newcastle, he'd be a better bet for me. Then Eddie Howe. Then Eddie Howe, I think. That's interesting. Uh, and in fact, Norwich, if Norwich wanted Dean Smith, he'd be there like a shot. So, uh, no, I think he's... Uh, I think it's a real shame. Half-time turnaround. So I'm going to the Premier League for my half-time turnaround, the team that really managed to either come from behind at half-time or just put on a really good half-time second-half performance. And this week I'm in the Premier League, like I said, Chelsea versus Burnley. Going into the match, Chelsea, four Premier League wins in a row, on a huge run, doing great, top of the league. And Kai Havertz got, gets a second goal of the season to put Chelsea ahead 1-0 to make it 1-0 after 33 minutes. Go into halftime and if you're Burnley, you obviously will be thinking, okay, it's only 1-0, but still we're at Stamford Bridge and Chelsea obviously a very, very good team. So Sean Dyche must have given quite a positive team talk and uh, Burnley kept in there in the second half. And the substitutions, you've got to give real credit to Sean Dyche because he brings on Jay Rodriguez for Chris Wood and Vidra for Goodmanson. And then nine minutes later... It was Rodriguez assists for Vidra, the two substitutes, to then to again get the goal back and make it 1-1 and to then hold on as well for those, I think it was final 10 or 15 minutes with extra time. Um, so it was a brilliant result for Burnley. They'll be very, very happy, especially with other teams down there. Obviously, I'll talk about Norwich picking up some points. Um, so it definitely puts pressure on play, on people like Villa now uh, and Watford as well, the teams around them. So yeah, I'm giving it to Burnley for my half-time turnover this week. Uh, I'm going into Championship uh, Coventry. Talked a lot about Coventry recently. They are uh, definitely, definitely on a bit of a roll this season. They had a home game to Bristol City, just over twenty thousand for just short of twenty thousand fans. Rico Arena buzzing as usual. They went one up. Bristol went one up, and just before half time, Ian Matson from uh, Coventry was sent off. So one nil down, down to ten men. Uh, managed to get a goal back with a penalty. Godden one one just after half time. Uh, but Bristol, as you would expect, 2-1 up. And then all of a sudden, Coventry, who had 59% possession across the whole match with 10 men, which is amazing, really. Uh, they got uh, an equaliser. Then in the 92nd minute, Godden got a winner. So uh, he's second of the, of the game. So from 1-0 down, 10 men to 3-2. So Mark Robbins is working his magic absolutely at the Rico Stadium with Coventry. And uh, you wouldn't back him not to go up. So brilliant, brilliant to see Coventry back. second half something a little bit more positive now in football mine's kind of a bittersweet it was going to be positive and there was a bit of news after the match that maybe isn't quite as positive but it was great to see him great for the fans really to finally have something to cheer about for Norwich it only took them 11 matches to finally get their win in the Premier League this season and it was away at Brentford so it's one of those matches obviously they're both in the championship last year and two teams that got promoted and came up. So really just, I think, making a, a big statement there with Norwich. Obviously, they put in a real good first-half performance. That's where they got their two goals, Norman and Pukki, and just about held on. It was 2-1 in the end uh, to Norwich. So Brentford did get a goal back, but they just about held on for the big three points. And like I said, a bit bittersweet, though, because very soon after their first win, did the um, we've been talking a lot about sacking, but they've, they've sacked Daniel Fark, 
Um, but overall, it's good to see that they, they won and they make it a little bit more competitive now towards the bottom of the table. Yes, I still think they are going to get relegated, but it's good to see and get the fans cheering because they're very dedicating at Norwich and they don't normally turn on the managers. They've been pretty patient with Daniel Fark, obviously got relegated, got promoted again. And, and it's interesting that now they obviously must have decided no matter what the result, we're still going to sack him after this match. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just seems that we're talking about managers getting sacked so much these days. But where do you stand with the Daniel Fark sacking? I suppose it was inevitable, really. Well, it was, I think, I, I mean, he, it definitely was. I think he's not, he can take him up, that's great, but he doesn't seem to be able to keep him up. So yeah. this permanent cycle of up and down isn't healthy, really, other than you get your parachute permits. But uh, if they want to stay in the division, I think they would need a change. So I'd be interested to see who they get. Maybe Steve Bruce, possibly. Yeah. Uh, Big Sam, you don't know, do you? It'll be um, very interesting. But certainly Dean Smith, if he wanted it, would be uh, a real good candidate, that's for sure. Sticking with the manager's thing, good to see uh, Chris Wilder back in a job. Uh, Sheffield United did a great job there, now gone into uh, Middlesbrough as Warnock oh, leaves. I didn't know that, okay. So I think what's interesting is he's a bit like Dean Smith, one of these unassuming, nice and quiet, says nothing, English manager, uh, keeps himself to himself, doesn't do a lot of ranting and raving or anything like that. So, uh, no, so I think it's really good to see Wilder back in his sort of club, I would imagine, Middlesbrough, so you can see him doing quite well there. Like I say, straightforward, northern character, gets stuck in uh, better than all the fancy damn managers. So good luck to uh, Wilder. My chant this week, so... I'm going to a song very well known by the Trogs. It got to number two in the UK in 1966, which is obviously the huge tune Wild Thing. And I'm putting forward a chant to the Watford fans at Vicarage Road. Again, having a struggling start to the season, not, you know, cheering here and there, but the 29-year-old Norwegian striker for Watford. So I'm making Wild Thing the Trogs to Josh King for Watford. So it would go, obviously, in the theme of Wild Thing, it would go, Josh King, you make our hearts sing, you make everything groovy. Come on, Josh King, we think we love you. Uh, not bad, it's a good song you just ruined, but... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, it's not, not bad, it's probably a 7 out of 10, actually. I'll take that, thank you very much. We obviously had him at Blackburn Rovers, do you think it would have caught on in a, you would? Definitely not. <laughs> Final whistle, so rounding up the Premier League and also we're both going to have a look at the FA Cup first round. Lots to talk about in the Premier League. Obviously, Burnley held Chelsea to a 1-1 draw at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea, 25 shots and 14 on targets. It just shows how well Burnley did just to get that point. Chelsea do still remain top on 36 points and Burnley now undefeated in the last three matches and they're now two points behind Watford but are still in relegation places. Manchester City came out top in the Manchester Derby at Old Trafford, 67% possession. Didn't see the match, but it seems like it was a very, very comfortable win in the end. Uh, 2-0 to Man City. Brilliant match on Sunday. West Ham ended Liverpool's 25-match unbeaten run and leapfrogged them in the table. 3-2 win. I mean, a brilliant result. It was an own goal by Alisson, who didn't have a great match, actually, for now. Zuma. West Ham United are up to third, which is just brilliant, on 23 points. And Liverpool are now, like I said, they leapfrog them. So Liverpool in fourth with 22 points. As I mentioned, Norwich looking towards the bottom of the table. Norwich won for the first time this season, 2-1 versus Brentford. And like I said, Daniel Fark got sacked afterwards. Uh, still bottom of the table, though, five points from 11 games. 
Uh, worth mentioning for the uh, Premier League, actually, I was looking at some stats before. Tottenham didn't have a shot on goal again today. Oh, my word. Away to Everton, nil-nil, and I think that's three hours without a shot on goal. Jeez. And with that's with Harry Kane in your team. And so on. And uh, it's, just, it's just shocking, isn't that's it? That's not good. Anyway, Championship, so focus on the bottom, actually, to kick off the bottom three, included Barnsley and Hull, who played at uh, Barnsley. Uh, Hull came away, 2 nil winners. Caretaker boss, Joseph Lauman at Barnsley. Didn't manage to turn it round, so Hull had had five losses on the bounce. Barnsley had won midweek against Derby, following on from seven losses on the bounce, and neither team in particularly good form. Honeyman put Barn, uh, Hull one up, and then Lewis Potter got the winner, so a great win for Hull. They leapfrogged Barnsley. Bournemouth, well, Bournemouth are just on fantastic form. They were 1-0 up with Solanke. Eventually won 4-0, Solanke got another, Anthony got two. So Scott Barker's really flying there. They've got 40 points, wow. um, which is... I think it's six points more than Wigan, way more than any other team in the whole league. So uh, Bournemouth are definitely, definitely on fire. And then one, two teams who are kind of looking for playoff places, surprisingly Blackpool. Um, QPR took a lead, 1-0 up at half-time and a 54th minute um, equaliser for Blackpool, Gary Medine. So yeah, so 1-1, Blackpool felt a bit aggrieved. They had a, a goal disallowed that they reckon was definitely, definitely a goal. But anyway... 1-1, so an even match, one shot on target each, and it was 1-1. So Blackpool, QPR, there or thereabouts of the playoffs. Interesting to see the top scorers. Mitrovic scored again. Jeez. Um, so he's got 20 now. And that's before Christmas. That's, that's before re- Christmas. All that's in the just league, yeah, Jeez. just championship. Jeez. And Brayton and Solanke, 13 each, wow. So um, which is good enough. But Mitrovic, I mean, he's just uh, on fire, really. Yeah. And somebody that they wouldn't pick last season. So, yes. uh, very, very strange. So, Bournemouth, as I said, 40 points from 17. Fulham, 38. And then there's a six-point gap. So, already Bournemouth and Fulham seem to be pulling away. And Fulham, thanks to that uh, disgusting 7-0 one at Blackburn, they've got a 30, <laughs> plus 30 goal difference. Jeez. Which, which isn't bad. West Brom, third. And then down the bottom, Derby, of course, six. And, like I say, Hull, Leapfrog, Barnsley. Barnsley, 11. Hull, 12. Looking at the FA Cup first round, just highlighting three matches, and you're going to mention some as well, Dad. Uh, we looked at Crew versus Swindon. Obviously, Crew really struggling at the bottom of League One, and Swindon are doing well in League Two in the playoff places. So it's one of those matches where you thought, which way would it go? And it went to Swindon 3 0, a comfortable win, two goals from Reed and one from Simpson. And then they're both in the National League, but both at quite opposite ends of tables. Halifax Town, who are fifth in the National League against Maidenhead United, are 18th in the National League. But what was an amazing match, it was 7-4 to Halifax Town. So a nice 11-goal thriller for the fans. Uh, 17 shots on target in the match. So, yeah, they managed to put in quite a few of those goals. And then also Ipswich versus Oldham. A really good result because Ipswich are doing pretty well in League One. A ninth position, one of those teams that you'd expect to be pushing for the playoff places against Oldham, who are only one place above relegation zone in League Two. So they're really struggling in League Two. And they managed to pull out a really good draw against Ipswich, 1-1. Ipswich took an early lead, actually, eight minutes in. And they got a goal from Wes Burns. And Oldham got a goal back 41 minutes in from Kayla Dunn. So what's the deal with draws are they getting replay? yeah no replay yeah, 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 replay. yeah. So I think, really good I think they, re- they used to do replay after replay years ago oh uh, right but I think they replay and then penalties, penalties on the second on the second match yeah it's a great draw for Oldham very good yeah uh, the stadium alike it was like deja vu so last year the first round of the FA Cup it was Sunderland Mansfield uh, same as last year Mansfield were down the bottom of the uh, second division Sunderland near the top of the first division 
And exactly the same score as last year, Mansfield won 1-0. So a brilliant uh, first away win of the season, Reese Oates, ex-Hartlepool from up the road actually, scored in the fifth minute and they kept Sunderland out for the rest of the tie. So well done, uh, Mansfield. Wigan, top of that league, top of the League 1, played Solihull Moors, National League 6th. Uh, and it was a nil-nil draw, so a brilliant uh, result for Solihull Moors, who take uh, Wigan back to their ground for a, a replay. Wigan have lost in the first round for the last four seasons. Gosh. Uh, Neil Ardley is the manager of uh, Solihull Moors, actually ex-Wimbledon in Notts County. Uh, been in charge this season, so and they're doing okay. They're sixth in the National League. And then the last one, an all-non-league clash. Grimsby were away at Kidderminster. Grimsby second in the league in the National League. Very much expected to beat Kidderminster, but they lost 1-0, 72nd minute goal from Ethan Fremantle. Very even match, but uh, a brilliant result for Kidderminster, eighth in the National League. Brought back memories, I was at Kidderminster, 1979, this exact weekend. Lord, really? Yeah, what watching Blackburn in the FA Cup. And uh, I thought they won 1-0, but when I Googled it today, they won 2-0. So no. uh, that was quite an interesting day out, uh, watching Rovers in the uh, the late 70s. What was interesting was the crowd control was two policemen on a length of rope. Oh my God, seriously. Who held it, held it. Either one of them at either end of the rope, trying to keep the fans apart, which didn't quite work. Oh my gosh. But so yeah, they had 6,400 at the Agbrush Stadium yesterday. So well done, Kidderminster. Let's get them in the third round and let's get Blackburn there. Barnet of the week. Well, I've gone a little bit different from my Barnet of the week. I was looking at the pundits on TV and I think he's a great pundit. And I'm not going to lie, he's quite nice to look at as well. So I've gone for former professional player, play for Spurs, play for Liverpool, uh, sport runs in the family. I'm going for Jamie Redknapp. He's always looking very trendy, very smart. He's on a league of her own. He's on Sky Sports. He's everywhere. His dad's everywhere. Um, and they're both very good looking chaps. So Jamie Redknapp for just what is always a very nice looking Barnet. And just overall, he always looks very good on TV. I'm not going to lie. So Jamie Redknapp's getting my Barnet this week. Very good. And I've got uh, in homage to Dean Smith. I think Dean, Dean Smith, Smith. Shouldn't, he shouldn't leave that <laughs> spot without getting recognised. For, for his Barnet. Yeah, he's a smart looking chap, Dean he Smith. Smart. And, he is uh, smart. If he's going to win anything this year, he's not going to win the Premiership with Aston Villa, but he's going to win Barnet of the Week of the for week. this week. Right, that's it for Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. Don't forget you can follow us on social media or on Twitter at Plants and Rants and you can have your say and everything that we discussed in this week's podcast or any of our previous podcasts which are all available to just click on and go back and listen to them and hopefully subscribe. We'll be back with some more Football Chants and Rants with the Plants next week and we'll see you then.